Hey, and welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewind our favorite movies and reconsider it. I'm your host, Mia Agravidor slash Fagan, and I am joined by my lovely husband, Harrison Fagan, who has brought us a movie, and it won't be a surprise to any of you here, it is an Adam Sandler movie, but which one is it? 51st Dates! Fantastic. That's one with Drew Barrymore, right? Yes, yeah. It was one of, uh, one of a couple of movies that he's made with her. Three. Is it three? Mm-hmm. The, that, The Wedding Singer, what's and the other one? And some other one that they made, like... Oh, recently? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not caught up on the Sandler reverse lore. I guess you're not a fan. I guess not. Mm-mm. Um, so, when did you first see this movie? Did you ever see it in theaters? Or, like, this, no. is, this, this doesn't strike me as a Harrison movie. No, I mean, I think I watched it just on, like, cable TV because it had, like, Adam Sandler in it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I'll give it a shot. And then I think I, I watched bits and pieces of it over the years and then eventually rented it on DVD. Oh, so you haven't seen it in its entirety? No, I have, yeah. Oh, okay. What did you remember liking about it? Uh, I I mean... How many fart jokes are in this movie? Not a lot. This is... Oh, not a lot, but there's some in there. I'm not going to rule out. I don't specifically remember any. It's been a long time. It's probably been at least 10 years, probably 15 years since I've seen this movie. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I don't specifically remember any fart jokes, but it it is possible they're in there. You know, I'll even allow that it's probable that there's at least one. (laughs) Oh, we've updated to probable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, not available though. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I I just thought that it's a really sort of creative love story, and it's it, the the tell two me, main characters. Have yeah. Tell a me lot the of, plot here. No, I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell you the plot. Why? Because you. Why you is it ex- called Fifty First States? Wait. Do you really not know? No. Okay. I don't. Well, then I'm definitely not gonna tell you. I know that like she loses her memory. Okay. And she has like the memory of a goldfish. Pretty much, yeah. And I mean, is this the only Drew Barrymore movie you've seen, or? No, I've definitely seen her in other stuff. Did you like her in other stuff? I know she's very popular now. So yeah, I, I, I want to know. Not, I'm not specifically remembering anything I didn't like her in. I don't know. I hated her in ET. Oh. <laughs> Just okay. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, do you think this movie's gonna hold up though? You know. Okay, that pause gave me. I think it will. I think it will. I think there's a, you know, from my memory, I think there's a sweetheart at the center of it. I think they acknowledge some of the complications and the weirdness of a guy pursuing a girl with amnesia, Um, you know, but I think that it has like a a sweetheart at its core and uh, a good message and there's lots of animals. Adam Sandler loves animals in this movie, works in an animal park. Okay. Uh, This is going to be, and he... He does not do a voice or anything in this movie. I think if there's a chance that you're going to like him, <laughs> it's going to be this movie. I Honestly, I've had other people tell me that this movie is something I might like. It, it is a showcase of his kind of dramatic chops as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't this, know. This I, I'm, is... I'm bracing for some outdated jokes for sure. Probably. Problematic it's, at best. You know, it, it's funny, but it's sweet, and it's also sad. And so, you okay. know. Okay. This is my 500 days of summer. <laughs> okay. So it's that means I'm going to hate it. And fi- you're gonna love 500 it. days of Drew Barrymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I and guess. And it's in Hawaii. There's animals. Okay. It's, it's okay. Babe, we're we're going to watch it. You don't need to sell me on it. Yeah. I'm already going to watch okay. it. You already got me in the seat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that's not going to age well, it's, yeah, it's going to be the like, is, is it weird that he's trying to date a girl with amnesia just because she's like attractive but no i mean they they like each other's personalities too and they they mesh well and i I think it'll be good okay 
we'll really see. hope this intro does not age horribly uh, okay. after we watch it. We shall see. We'll I'm be. confident, though. Okay, we'll I be. believe. Okay, stop talking let's over go, me. Let's go to stop. Hawaii. Okay, all right. And ride some ATVs. Are you done? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. And we are back. We just watched the movie Fifty First Dates. But before uh, we get into this movie and how it did not age as well as I was hoping about 30 seconds ago, for those of you listening to this podcast, uh, Mia is my my lovely and patient wife and co-host. It is going to take us through the uh, the 60-second summary for this movie. I am so sorry. Uh, are you ready? Why do you sound so scared? Because I can tell you're mad at me. And not just like in a co-host way, but like you're mad at me in real life for making you watch this movie. <laughs> this is not a bit. Some, sometimes sometimes I do bits. Uh, I Mia has been mad at me since last night because of this movie. Okay. Like not in a funny way. Like actually mad at me for making her watch this movie. I'm sorry. You're, why are you shaking? I'm, I'm just very sorry. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. All right, so it's set in Hawaii. Adam Sandler is a serial date dater, and he wants to just, you know, fuck every woman in the world, and he lies about it all the time, and then he finally meets this girl who has the memory of a goldfish, I guess, or what is it called? Like, goldfish memory or something, something like that. She, Goldfarb's disease, I think. Yeah, um, so she can only remember up to a certain point, and every day she her mind erases, and she's basically living the same day every day. So it's Groundhog Day, and he falls in love with her and manipulates her into loving him, and it's really creepy, and he stalks her, and then they fall in love, and they have a child somehow at the end, and the end. Uh, okay, I mean, you made it within time. You definitely skipped over some major plot details. What but... major plot details, huh? I mean, you've skipped over sort of like parts of their relationship and how, no, you know. This is a was, general summary. He, okay. Well, you know, he, uh, some other details okay, just I'll, to fill it in for our audience. I want to stop. Adam you. I want to stop. Adam, Adam oh, Sandler's character also works with uh, animals and an aquarium. And he has like very sweet date ideas to convince Lucy to date him every day because he really likes this girl. And so he tries to every single day come convince. up with a reason to get her to sort of want to go out with him. And then eventually they make sort of progression through her relationship and it's seen that like even though she can't specifically remember him parts of her subconscious do remember him and he's making an impact on her and sort of helps her out of an area where her dad and her brother were basically gaslighting her every day to an area where every single day at the beginning of the day they sort of inform her of her reality and she's able to make more informed choices about her life and make progress as a person and a character because of Adam Sandler. Okay see the thing is, is that you described an entirely different movie because that in theory, yes, that was the plot, but the way they executed it, yeah. You can't even talk. Okay. Uh, well, okay, sort of I, like, I wanna, sort of like on, with 500 on, Days of Summer. Hold on. I want to stop you right there. I just want to let the audience know this movie has some good points. Okay. I sound pissed off, but like it had some cute parts. There were some funny parts, but overall, oh, oh, this... Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on there. Uh, I, that's Are you what silencing I... me as a woman? <laughs> That's what I wanted to As get a man into. talking over me, you're taking up my space. Is is there anything you liked about this movie? I like Drew Barrymore. I think she's adorable. She's very cute. And honestly, I can't deny the chemistry between Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. I can see why they did 
three movies together. Weirdly, they work, but I feel like Drew Barrymore is way better than Adam Sandler. Did you know that of the three movies they did together, this was the only one to ever make it to the top of the American bo- worldwide box office? Yes, babe. I also read I am BD. I am DP. DP. <laughs> and it was Goldfield Syndrome. And it doesn't way. exist. It's, it's, yeah, it doesn't. Well, it does not exist until in 2014 they found two people that sort of have similar issues, but not exactly. Were they also gaslighted into dating and marrying someone? Well, one of them was actually, it was really sad. It happened because of gas, like anesthesia gas, while he was doing a dental procedure. It's like unknown why he had that side effect. Okay, well, I'm never going back to a dentist again. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> um... Yeah, some of the jokes were kind of funny, but mostly, I mean, it's an Adam Sandler movie, so these jokes are going to have some controversy to it. Uh, We'll get into that. Um, The soundtrack was cool. I mean, I don't think it was really Hawaiian music. It was more of just like a island vibe but you know yeah some bob marley the, the and somewhere some... over the rainbow uh mix that they used oh yeah the yeah, yeah. Was, like that's a famous song by a hawaiian guy yeah okay artist we'll give him credit but um um <laughs> well i uh, like i i did think that there was there were some funny parts and there were parts of this movie that you laughed at i think overall I, i'm not sure that this is a surprise to the audience but you hated it yeah. um but there were parts you know, I thought that the lengths that he goes to to get her attention and the creativity that he displays while trying to get her to go out with him, I thought was really sweet in a, some of the scenarios. Um, obviously, the like, you know, just some stranger walking up and touching her food is like horrifying to me. Oh, yeah. Um, that's like your worst nightmare. Yeah. No, if somebody did that to me in a restaurant, you I would, would literally call the police. Throw up, scream and run out. Yeah. No, I, I would I would call the FBI. <laughs> I like... Um, but you know, the, just some of the stuff where he's, you know, like where, and then also where it shows that, you know, she's not just like simple. She still like has like all of her brain together, whatever. He's not just able to just like walk up and sort of like seduce her. It shows that she's aware. Like he, he yeah, has there's to put some, the work there's in. some times where she's we, all like, no, I don't. When I don't he just to. comes up to her out of the blue and just is like basically transparently trying to hit on her. She like fakes like she only speaks Chinese in one scene. Uh, she doesn't speak English. Um, you know, and then the, all the, all the bits on the side of the road where he's coming up with different ways to get her to stop because he promised her dad that he wouldn't go see her at the diner anymore, but he's like, I got to see this girl. So he'd fake like his car was broken down, fake like he was being kidnapped or robbed, uh, by Rob Schneider. We'll get to him later. But another thing I did kind of like was the relationship between her and her family. I think that was really sweet. Although a little bit misguided, his, her dad and her brother were kind of going at about it the wrong way and like trying to like cover up the fact that she has memory loss and trying to preserve that day that she lost her memory by like having all those um newspapers made of the same day and like pretty much sitting through like a movie that she bought her dad for her birthday pretty much every time i mean like and they had a contingency plan for it's like okay this is a bad day we're gonna explain to her what happened with this file you, you you can you can tell that they really love her and stuff like that and i think the relationship between um, Adam Sandler and her dad was kind of sweet too. They kind of formed a friendship towards the end. Yeah, because they both really cared about his daughter. Yeah, and I think that's what the dad saw in Adam Sandler is like, oh, he also cares about my daughter and I want my daughter to live a normal life and not this weird Groundhog Day thing that I've set up. Um, and they noticed that she started singing on every day that, you know, she was, uh, that she saw him because she really liked him and she was happy. And so it was making her life better. And it was the song that she would sing specifically her dad and her mom's song. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. And, you know, 
That's cute, but everything else around it was... Yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore have really good chemistry. Yeah, um, I think you know, they really the... work well off together. It's like, I don't know, Adam Sandler has this, like, such weird, like, energy that, like, with anyone else, it would be really weird. But, like, I feel like Drew Barrymore also has that kind of weirdo energy, too. So they kind of work together, and it's yeah. not creepy, yeah. basically. Like, he'll make his, like, weird, like, off-color jokes, and she'd be, like, okay with it. Yeah, she vibes with it. They have the same sense of humor. Yeah, which yeah. I think if the other... If it wasn't Drew Barrymore and if it was someone else and they they didn't, I don't know. It just wouldn't work, I guess. So, yeah, I could see why they, like, are, they're friends in real life, aren't they? Or I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, the the bit with her her brother's character was funny. The Sean, played by Sean Astin. Uh, the, the Ugh, they did Sam guy, uh, Sam, what's his face? I, I don't know. The guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's a list like doing for ster- no reason. He's just doing steroids and, uh, just keeps having wet dreams and has like a recurring bit with the doctor where he's like, oh, my friend is doing steroids and he has this problem. And the, doctor's and the doctor all like, just keeps telling him to get off the juice. And he's like, it's not juice. It's a protein shake. <laughs> Buy it at any store. I don't know. I feel like that's somewhat like a joke on something. That's serious, but I guess, whatever. I guess it's a bit that's a little bit funny. Dan Aykroyd's in this movie as Drew Barrymore's doctor. Funny character. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just trying to convince me to like this movie? Sort of. Why? (laughs) Okay. All right. We put it off long enough. We're we're 10 minutes into this half. Go ahead. Unleash. What did you hate about this movie? Okay. First of all, two words. Oh, she's leaning into the mic right now. Rob? Schneider. Mute, mute your, uh, turn your volume down, everyone. Rob just get, Schneider. Just get ready. She might, she might scream and blow your car speakers out at any, this is a PSA. I'm warning you. Rob Schneider plays a rather offensive, stereotypical Hawaiian person. He's literally doing Hawaiian face, I guess we can say. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, so, uh. And he is in this movie way too much. Yeah, so I'm going to be real with you and say that when we did this intro segment, and again, this is the magic of this pod, is that we sort of got my nostalgic, you know, saw this movie. I'm going to keep, like, adding years to it and how long. I think it's been 30 years since I saw this movie. Um, And, uh, you know, I, when Rob Schneider showed up, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot Rob Schneider was in this movie playing a Hawaiian. At least I don't think he's in it that much. And then he just kept showing up in every scene. And I'm like, oh, no, he's in this movie a lot. And then they get to the cast at the end. And he is the third build person after Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. And, yeah. they His character, <sighs> I like, there are a couple bits with his character that are funny. Where, like, the one where he's yeah, robbing he gets, Adam Sandler and Drew beat Barrymore, up. like, hits him with a baseball bat repeatedly. That was funny. Um, yeah, because it was a pain onto Rob Schneider. We all yeah. were like, yeah, that that's deserved, so. And the fact that he has, like, a bunch of kids that follow, his children that follow him, and he has, and he like. he keeps a, saying inappropriate things about their mom. Yeah, and then he always, like, he names his kids after, like, it's very stereotypical, like, Hawaiian, like, it's, I don't even, I think it's nonsense at this point. It's, like, Hulikilikilaka or something like that. That's his kids' names, and then. The way he talks, oh, it's it's bad. The accent is bad. Like, it's not... And they darkened his skin. Yeah. They darkened his skin a lot. And it's just, like, a very offensive, like, oh, he's he's this guy that just, like, fucks his wife and has all these kids and he smokes weed and he just goes surfing and that's all he does. And it's, like... And it's, like, very, like, like a, almost like a sexual predator. 
a little bit. He keeps telling Adam Sandler that, like, he lives vicariously through him. There's the scene when Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore's... I'm not even going to name them, because uh, that's that's who they are. They're, yeah. They're at, Adam, it's Adam yeah, Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, where Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are having sex for the first time, and Rob Schneider is Watching. in the window of the aquarium swimming, doing sex gestures while trying to watch. Um, there is the part where he meets a woman at a Starbucks and gets her number, but he's like, well, I can't cheat on my wife, so here's this number for for you, Adam Sandler. Uh, I just want you to give her the Waikiki sneaky between the cheekies. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not a character. I, really, to say that it didn't age well would imply that there was a time when this was like okay. This was never okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And I'm, it's bad. It's pretty bad. And. Do I, it would be one I, thing if he was in the movie, like, two scenes or something like that. And it's like, oh, you know, early 2000s comedy. Like, yeah, not all of it is aged great. He, he's in this movie a lot. so He's literally at the end of the movie, I think. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 He, I, I mean, does it go so far to say that Rob Schneider deserves a special place in hell? Yes. Yes, he does. Because this is not the first time he has done a different race. He has done this multiple times. He's also a piece of shit. And I can say that because he is a adamant anti-vaxxer. And yeah, he's just not a great person. <laughs> and not a good actor either. I'm going to say that. It was not good. Yeah, I see you sighing. You yeah, know, I, should I, I go into the other part of this movie that didn't age well? Uh, Sure. Yeah, it was the aquarium assistant. Oh, uh, yeah. That Adam Sandler you know, kept I was calling so, a man I was so when she's a woman, by but how that just poorly, looks masculine. I, I was so distracted by how poorly everything with Rob Schneider looks in 2022 that, you know what, I'm going to be real with you, that, like, I didn't, I forgot that you were even going to bring this up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's very transphobic. Um, just because she looks very masculine, Adam Sandler tries to set her up with a woman, and she's like, I don't really like that. And he's like, I thought you were a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she, like, basically sexually harasses Drew Barrymore's brother at the end? No, I think they fall in love. Yeah, no, I think they... It starts the, off with sexual harassment. I think he's into it. Like, they, 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 they're at the wedding as dates together. Okay, well, still. So, look, you can criticize this movie for a lot of things, but and they then, both oh, found but love. Oh, but then there's another transphobic part where, like, Drew Barrymore is meeting up with all her friends because it's a day that she realizes that she has a memory loss thing and then she looks over and she's like oh i'm so glad no that it was the first day that they started to decide they decided to start informing her of it early yeah. in the day so that she could kind of process it accept it and then like actually go to get to see her friends and that kind of she's stuff. like oh so. like bethany i didn't know you got pregnant that's crazy and then she's like charlotte you turned into a man and it's like very i feel like it was kind of an offensive thing because it was like a very obviously feminine man playing it up for laughs do you not remember that part yeah i mean i, I don't know i remember that part i it was kind of like Ugh. yeah i mean it didn't it's go not out as, of its, it's way not the joke it didn't go out of its way to like make the joke like oh this person is trans like isn't that funny it just was what i don't know it was like yeah i don't know showing how things changed mm. okay yeah we can say that um Another thing I have a, an issue with this movie is the whole, like, premise of Adam Sandler being some, like, just serial uh, date person. Womanizer. Yeah. It's like, have you seen Adam Sandler? 
Like, I don't get why all these well, women... Well, okay, so the thing okay, you got to realize listen, no, 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 is no, no, that... No, 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 hold on. In the, in the Sandlerverse, if you're familiar with the Adam Sandler movie lore, the thing is, is that he... There's a couple facts about his character. He's always really funny. He's always a man-child. He's always, like, absurdly... Con- he's considered absurdly hot for his universe and cool. His universe. Um, yeah, like, every single movie, Adam Sandler's character, just, like, women are just, like, throwing themselves at him. He just I, that just that is the most unrealistic part of this entire movie. Someone that looks like okay, Adam Sandler is okay looking, but it's not to a point. Jokes about how his head is shaped like an egg. How even, is he getting all these women then? Uh, he's because he's, he's funny. lying to them. He's funny. He is adamantly a really bad person for making up all these lies just so he can have sex and then just dump them right after. Yeah, I mean, it, it's with Taurus. Oh, that, like, oh, so it's have, okay. Well. You know, a lot of them want to have a good time, it appears. And, like, there's, you know, he even said in the in the one scene where, you know, he is with the woman after he meets Drew Barrymore. He's going out on one of his, like, dates with a tourist. I think it was actually the girl that Rob Schneider, Hawaiian Rob Schneider, set him up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, finishes an entire fishbowl. And you're like, oh, this is not. And she's, like, offering to, like, have sex with him. And he's and all, like, there's he, no. Like, he confesses to her. He's like, yeah, there's no alcohol in that. Like, I, I, I go to this place so that, you know, like, you know, like. Because I know that there's no real alcohol in it, so you can still consent. That's still terrible. To lie to someone like that, though. It's the whole part of lying. It's just, it's not, it's not okay. (laughs) And I just feel like this, like, yeah, their their love story is kind of cute, but just, it, there's some part of me that's like, this is not, this is not normal. And like, this is not something that's cute. Because it's just, he's manipulating her. Yeah, so we should talk about the love story a little bit. Because obviously the, the tangential stuff, I'm not even going to defend. The Like the whole rest of the movie. But the center of it, you know, the Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore relationship. Like, we should talk about this. Because I think there's differing ways to view this. Number one, like, I don't know that you're supposed to think that Adam Sandler I'm sorry, is... I, I don't... Okay, there, stop right there. I don't think you're supposed to think. That's the thing. Hey, don't yeah. think to it. Don't think about it too much because then it's going to start unfolding and being like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is weird and they acknowledge that in the movie. You know, like his uh, like his dad basically calls him... A, like, everyone around them calls him a psycho for, like, wanting to go and do this. They, like, all acknowledge that it's not normal. But, you know, when has true love ever been normal? And they clearly like each other. They go throughout the movie. He does have to win her back every single day. It's not like, you know, he just has her trapped on a boat in the middle of the Arctic and she has no other choice or something. I'm joking. Uh, That's at the end. (laughs) But he does have to go about, like, he's not, he does go about every single day. He wakes up and he's like, okay, I'm going to win you back over today because I know you don't remember me in any part of your conscious brain. Like they show throughout the movie, her dreaming of him every night, her painting pictures. There's some part of her brain that does remember him. And as he continues to take her out on more dates, like it's clear that she gets closer and closer to him, even if she can't remember it. And, you know, there's subconscious parts of her brain that are remembering this. They demonstrate with the singing on the days that she meets him. Like there is progress that she is making as a result of this relationship, even if she can, it's non-traditional and she can't remember it, but he is going about trying to win her back every single day, making grand romantic gestures, putting in the work. Like, it's but not just like he expects her I to just wait. It's not necessarily a realistic vision of love, but I do think that there's a metaphor there of like, we all have to wake up every day and we should all wake up every day and kind of win the person back over again, I, whether they remember us or not. I understand, but like, 
I don't know. There's something like about like maybe one day she doesn't want to be with him. Is he going to like back off and be like, okay, you know what? Today's the day. Or is he, he just. He does seem like he's pretty respectful on like, you know, like the the day when she woke up and they had, uh, they had, he had slept over and, you know, he woke up in her bed and she didn't remember him. He just was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to, I can explain this. I promise as she's like throwing things at him. Yeah. You know? But like, I don't know. There's, there's like parts of it that are kind of weird and like. You can't help but think, like, it's easy to lie to her because she can't remember. So you can say anything. like. But she has a journal that she writes. That is true. Every single day in her own words about her own experiences. Okay. So I guess there and is they a make level. And vi- they make the video so that she, the videotape is her memories. They update the video constantly with, like, little parts of their life, like them getting married and, you know, uh, these kinds okay, of so things. Okay. I, so I, I guess, like, talking it through, there is a level of consent here. Yeah. No, that he he re-seeks her consent every day. Like it is again. I'm, nobody's gonna say that this is a normal relationship, or that this movie, had it not been done a little bit more thoughtfully, could not have been way more creepy than it is. And it's definitely it's strange. But I think their chemistry and the, some of the writing and the thoughtfulness around it, and like that they clearly thought about how weird this could come off if they didn't really give it some thought, is you know I think it works. I think it still works. I think a lot of parts of this movie do not work, but I think the love story at the center of it is still mostly very sweet, even if it's also weird. I guess, but like I... Because I want to wake up every single day and make you love me again. And I understand that, you know, I have some work to do after making you watch this movie and how much Rob Schneider was in it. But I'm going to wake up and I'm going to remind you that, hey, you know, you still love me and... Let's go to the Arctic and study walrus penises together. Okay, so yes, let's talk about the end because the end is basically her waking up and she's watching that video that he made her and uh-huh. then realizing she's on a boat in the middle of the Arctic. Also, she has a child that's like four years old. I don't know how that worked. Having to wake up every day and realizing that you're pregnant sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that does sound pretty horrifying. Also, I can see also why they waking, lost, they, uh, they did a time jump for that. I would, yeah, that's a lot of work. And like, that's just not fair to her to be having to like have a child. Like maybe one day she was like, yeah, I do want to have a kid with but you. But she was very excited to see the kid when she woke up and she came out. Okay, she but was... but let, think about the kid though. This, this isn't fair to the kid to have a mom that's not going to remember what she has done at all, like every single day. Like what kind of psychological damage will that do to that child when they're growing up? Like at some point they're going to be in their teenage years resenting their mom for not remembering anything about them. But they ha- know, she that... literally has to relearn about her child every single day. Like how, like, yeah, that's cute and all, but like in the long run, that's like so draining for everyone in that relationship. I mean, maybe, but lots of people have parents with lots of issues and, you know, you still, you try to make it work. Like what? What issues? Are you saying that people with memory memory issues should not be allowed to have kids? I think they should, but like it, you should keep in mind in the child and like how that's going to affect them it growing up. It seems like they work pretty hard to keep the kid real. Like the kids seem to realize like, hey, mom's not going to remember me. I'm going to run up and give her a hug and then she's going to love me again. Okay, but also the fact that she wakes up on a boat and trapped in the middle of Antarctic. She looked excited when she looked out the window. She looked like she thought it was cool. I don't know. I feel like this movie. Every day's a new adventure. This could be like, if we really flipped it on its head, this movie can turn into a horror movie. Yeah, this movie could become a horror movie very easily. Like, it could be a very, like, poignant, uh, like, movie about, like, men gaslighting women. Yeah, there's there's definitely, like, there could, some. I'm actually surprised somebody hasn't made a horror movie version of this yet. I feel like someone probably will at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Groundhog Day. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not a horror movie. But you know what is a horror movie? Waking up every day realizing that you're married to Adam Sandler. That's a fucking nightmare. Oh, I thought you were going to say realizing that you're married to an Adam Sandler super fan. No. I mean, that's like sort of a nightmare, but I can get through that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of the video I make you, just reminding you of all the good times. Yeah. That we all, those mo- all those all Adam the, Sandler movies you've good, been making the, me watch. All the movies that we, this podcast is like our version of that video to remind you of how many non-Adam Sandler okay, movies listen, we've watched. Listen here. This is, I want to, I want to make a message to people that, I, you know, sometimes, you know, I go out there and I tell them that we have this podcast and they're like, oh, what are your favorite movies? I say a lot of Disney movies. Okay. What are your husband's favorite movies? And I say, oh, he likes a lot of Adam Sandler movies. And then I explain that I haven't seen a lot and only a few. And there have been more than one person tell me that this movie is something I would like. They're like, it's very cute. You'll love Adam Sandler. This movie is the best. I love it. Fuck you to everyone who said that. You are lying to okay, me. Right. You are lying Calm to down. yourselves. Calm down. We have listeners of this podcast that have told you this. Calm down. I still love you, listeners. Okay. Thank you for I, trying. I want to. I want to. I want to challenge these listeners who say these movies. This movie is good. Watch it again. Because I, I guarantee you, the last time you watched this was maybe like 15 years ago, and you're like, oh yeah, it's a cute movie. Watch it again. Watch it again, and tell me that it's a good movie. So obviously this is a polarizing watch for uh, the Rewind and Reconsider fam. Um, Would you say this movie is better than 500 Days of Summer? And I swear to God, (laughs) you better just tell me the right answer. I'm going to plead the fifth. Um, Okay, so just some fun facts from IMDb just to kind of end this movie on a lighter note. I'm going to have you react to some of these. So uh, the neurological condition from which Lucy suffers, Goldfield Syndrome, is entirely fictional. True retrograde amnesia either affects short-term memory, which can last minutes or seconds, or intermediate-term memory, which can last days or weeks. Falling asleep has nothing to do with the condition, and sleep actually intensifies many chemical effects which help memory. So... Yeah, I know. So this couldn't really happen, most likely. It would be extremely rare. Uh, what other fun facts were there from this movie? I know this movie was dedicated to Adam Sandler's dad who died during the production. So there is a little part that says like, hey, dad, thanks for everything. You're the best and all that stuff. So Yeah. So when, when Rob Schneider tees off during the golf scene, uh, Henry, parentheses, Adam Sandler calls it the stupidest flip and swing I've ever seen. The swing was inspired by Happy's Sandler's swing and Happy Gilmore. Did you know his wife's in the movie? Yeah, as uh, she the plays the dentist. Yeah, she's in like basically all of his movies. Which is weird because it's like Adam Sandler being with someone else. Like, would you? Well, but that's actors. I guess all so. actors do that. I guess they have a very strong relationship. Anything else about this movie? Uh, I'm trying to find if there were any. There were some other fun facts uh, that I liked. Fun fact: um, Rob Schneider is not Hawaiian. He is actually a quarter Filipino. Yeah, no, you you went over that at the beginning. No, I didn't say what he was, though. Oh, here's my favorite fun fact. Uh, the dead body in the morgue near the beginning of the film was played by Ronnie Har. He would go on to own and operate a UPS store in Carson, California. <laughs> I have no idea how that made the fun fact list, but... I'm I so glad it. I have the information now. Yeah, no. So go, if, if go. You're, hey, if you're ever at the UPS store in Carson, California, just go, go you know, say hi. You know where Carson is, right? It's like literally 15 minutes away from us. Okay, well, we should go say hi. Let's go say hi to Ronnie and be yeah. like, hey, we loved you in 50 first dates. Hi, uh, my sir. wife thought the Why movie was all of... downhill from your scene. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap this up. So, yeah, so this movie was unfortunately not the greatest, but, you know, we had fun watching it. And uh, Did we? 
I think we had fun being like, oh my God, I can't believe this is in this movie. I, I think you're not giving enough credit that you liked some of the romance scenes. Can I you did admit say that? that. I said, okay. I, I said I liked their chemistry. Okay. And they're funny. Like Drew Barrymore is like pretty funny. And I she's think very she's very sweet. And yeah. you know, she's been through a lot. And I'm glad that she's having a little resurgence right now with her talk show and everything. And good for her. You know what she's been through, right? No. I'll tell you off here. Okay. Um, yeah, let's not do another Mia's depressing <laughs> fact at the end of the episode where she's like, oh, someone got murdered. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, isn't that a fun fact? <laughs> I have to jingle all the way. <laughs> and land before time. Oh, yeah, the land, the cut land before time ending. Uh, <laughs> that was too depressing for air. Well, anyway, if you enjoyed this episode and listening to uh, the destruction of my marriage due to my <laughs> love of Adam Sandler movies. Uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms at Rewind and Reconsider. You can find us on Twitter. Just search Rewind and Reconsider. You will find us where the at is spelled wrong. Um, and you can find Mia on Twitter at Mia Graviador. Please tweet at her to thank her for sitting through this movie in this episode because uh, the podcast may be over after this. <laughs> um, and Mia. Yeah. The love of my life. My personal, my personal Lucy. Uh, what movie do you have next for us? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. Okay, great. All right, well, this intro segment that we record next is going to be really interesting. It will be a surprise. How's that? Okay, surprise episode coming up next, which basically allows Mia to put off the next episode for as long as she wants to, <laughs> which is fine. I accept that because... Because you love me and I your recognize wife. that I have to re-earn your love every single day. <laughs> every single Adam Sandler movie that we watch, yeah. you have to re-earn my love. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> for putting me through this. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, uh, thanks for listening and stay safe out there. And ha happy new year, because I think this pod's going to come out shortly after the new year. Sure. Sure.